This is the Dice Tower Network, adding games to your wish list since 2005. The home of smart people, insightful board gaming commentary, and Luke Hector. Find out more at Dicetowernetwork.com. You're listening to Broken Meeple Reviews. One game, ten minutes, what's my verdict? Let's find out. Hey guys, welcome. It's been a while since the last audio review. I apologise, I have been distracted with quite a few things of late, not to mention the UK Games Expo and trying to sort out the house. But let's carry on, there's plenty of games I've got to get reviewed that I want to talk about, and the audio review is the best way to do it. And finally, yes, I get to talk about Pandemic Legacy, the co-op game that caused so much controversy when it was released because not only did it basically introduce us to a legacy format that you know reiterated the whole debate about whether you know games that have a finite life were worth it or not but also managed to rocket to the top of board game geek into the number one spot and still remains there to this day despite the fact that some people would claim that this is based mostly on hype and fanboyism than it is on the game actually being good. Now, I wasn't the biggest fan of the original Pandemic. I like it and I'll play it, but I prefer a lot of other co-ops compared to Pandemic. The theme in Pandemic is abstracted to a fair extent, the Alpha Gamer Syndrome is very prominent in this one if you're in the wrong group, and after a while I got burnt out on the whole, you know, moving cubes around and moving your pawn across the world. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think the game is a classic, and I think that it's perfect gateway level, so certainly I recommend you give it a shot. But for me, I was getting a little burnt. Now we've got Pandemic Legacy. Pandemic Legacy being the version of Pandemic which takes place over 12 to 24 sessions, depending on how well you do, and basically you play Pandemic, except the rules and the board state keep changing after every game. Now, the idea is that it follows a sort of cinematic approach where the story unfolds in a particular way. And obviously, you are still playing Pandemic at the end of the day, but you'll notice the map is a little different. And as these new events start happening, suddenly you're playing Pandemic with extra special rules. I mean, that's essentially what the game is. It's Pandemic with extra bits. However, the extra bits are really cool. Now, I'm going to try and keep this spoiler-free to the best of my ability, but I can't guarantee anything. So we'll say 98 99% spoiler-free. If you're really that paranoid, then stop listening. But if you don't mind just little tidbits, then carry on. I'm not going to mention specific plot points, but the, anything that I do spoil, you probably guessed already, to be perfectly frank. So, Pandemic Legacy, how does it play? Well, it plays like Pandemic. If you've played Pandemic, you know how this is going to play out. It's just the extra rules do throw a significant spanner into the works. I mean, it doesn't feel like you're playing normal Pandemic. It certainly feels like you're playing advanced Pandemic, particularly in certain situations. But what keeps you going is that cinematic development. Now, I'm not going to say that the plot points that develop are especially original, or certainly not unpredictable, I mean, to be fair, I think most of the events that happened I already predicted before we even started playing the game. So if you figured that you've got an idea of what's going to happen, chances are it's going to happen. But that doesn't necessarily make them any less, uh, what's the word, you know, impactful on the game when it does happen, because you'll refresh that 
you know, it's handled in such a really cool way, especially when you start opening up boxes and seeing all the new components that you can use. But it still keeps a good narrative. It still flows smoothly from game to game. And you do get the impression that all of this is taking place over the course of a year. And this could be its own movie if it wanted to try to be. Now, in the game, um, like I say, I can't spoil plot points, so I'm not going to. But certainly, I was interested in coming back for more. We played about two or three games per night, and we played it and completed it in 16 plays. Now, it goes anywhere between 12 to 24, the average being 18. Most people are doing it in between 14 and 18. That's kind of the average. And so, you're still getting quite a lot of plays out of the game for its, I believe, like 45, 50 quid price tag that it tends to sell for. Now, of course, people will argue about, oh, it's a finite life. How can it possibly be a number one game? Well, I'll get on to the number one game bit later. But in terms of it being a finite game, look at it this way. You're paying 40 to 50 pounds for a game that you are going to play at bare minimum. Bare minimum. And this is bare minimum if you A, get lucky, and B, are veteran Pandemic players. I.e. you're playing the original Pandemic with the mutated expansion and the fifth virus on epic level difficulty 14 times. That is bare minimum. I am not that great at Pandemic. I think the friends who I was playing this with are better than me at it because they actually own a copy of the game and have been playing it religiously whilst I've not been whilst I sold my copy. But we played it 16 times. Now, even if you play it 16 to 18 times, I could point at my shelf in the other room and probably name a lot of games that I haven't even played 10 times yet. Some of them not even 5 times yet, let alone 18 times. You're still getting your money's worth out of this. Yeah, it may seem like it's over and done quickly, but that's probably because you've played probably two to three games per night and then you've wanted to oh we gotta meet up tomorrow and play more or meet up next week and play more so yeah in terms of how long does it last over the course of a actual calendar year it's probably going to be over before you know it but you're still getting 18 you know on average plays and that's a good 18 hours 15 to 18 hours worth of game that's pretty worth it for your buck, to be honest. I mean, granted, it's maybe a tiny bit more expensive than you would like, but then there's plenty enough in this game in terms of a decent board, lots of cool components and cards and everything that you will forgive it for that. It's a finite game, but you're getting your money's worth. It's not like Time Stories, which, as much as I love Time Stories, you basically pay £15 for a game that you play once. And that's it. So in terms of the expansions, you know, the base game, you've paid £30 for the actual base set and one thing that you play once. And it takes you about two to three hours. So if if you want to have a, a go at the finite game thing, then have a look at Time Stories, really. But in terms of Pandemic Legacy, you're getting your money's worth even when it's completed. And I've still got my copy on the shelf waiting for my new home where I actually might be able to mount it on the wall as a sort of a testament to this is how we did in our game. Now I'll try to keep it out of the way of cameras and stuff, but you know you know what I mean. It's going to be just geeky stuff on the wall. In terms of the difficulty in the game, basically you play each month maximum of two times. If you complete it in the first half, then you instantly jump to the next month otherwise you go to the second month and try again the difficulty spikes in certain ways but it all depends on how you've played the game and what characters you've chosen you do get more characters during the game that's not a big spoiler if anybody thought that you were going to play this entire game with the same four characters at the start then come on 
seriously. But the new characters you get are really cool, and it is possible for them to die outright, which is pretty nasty when it happens. I mean, we lost a couple of key characters at one point, which really messed us up for another month. And it's good. I mean, it keeps that whole storyline. You become attached to your character as it progresses and gains experience and new abilities and sometimes even scars, which are kind of like negative abilities. And you don't have to play the same character all the time. You can switch and mix to your heart's content. You know, you played the medic in one round. Well, I feel like playing this one another round. And when you bring in new characters, they can have relationships with other characters, which are essentially bonuses if you keep in touch with each other. It's really cool how it works. And to be fair, even though I'm not a biggest fan of Pandemic, I still enjoyed myself. I still didn't regret buying this game and getting 16 plays out of it. It's certainly not what I would call the number one game of all time. I mean, that's going a little bit far. But I can understand how a lot of people are really gunning for this game. Because, to be fair, I'm not desperate to play another game of normal Pandemic again. But I was intrigued and certainly willing to want to play this as multiple times to get it finished. Now, granted, part of that is the group I play with. They're very good groups to play co-ops with. But even then, I was entertained by this game and I do think it's worth the price tag despite the finite element of it. Now you'll get those games through and you'll enjoy the plot points even though some of them are a little bit on the predictable side but you will laugh as to how your game goes and it's great as to how you look at other people, well not look at, but when you talk with other people who have played the game so you don't have to worry about spoilers, when they describe how events happened in their game compared to yours this can go drastically different. I mean, the first game will literally throw a giant sledgehammer at you, and you've got to move on from there. So, I definitely thought this was a decent game. Not necessarily worth the other number one spot, but certainly a good game. I liked it, and I look forward to Season 2 to see if they can take the feedback from this and make it even better. So, my broken rating for Pandemic Legacy, the final verdict is a solid 8 out of 10. It's gonna have a finite life, and it's not the greatest game ever made, but it's definitely a step up from normal Pandemic, and I certainly recommend giving it a try, even if you just buy it as a group between friends. Well, that's it for me. I'll see you on the next audio review when I look at the great Dice Tower Essentials Onitama, but for now, that's it for me. Take care, keep playing games, see you soon. You're listening to the Dice Tower Network. If you like this show, you might like Boards and Swords or flip the table. Find out more at Dicetowernetwork.com.